What's up? Welcome everyone to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast brought to you by Autopsies. <laughs> Cutting dead people open and seeing what fun goodies are inside. Or, or alien autopsies. Alien? They used to do that a lot in the 1950s. Did they? Because we, yeah. I know we have not had like extraterrestrials on this planet. Did they used to cut open immigrants? That's the only uh, other definition of alien I know. Man, I, I made it cool. You made it me. weird, Chad. Don't forget that. US, U.S. has a history. Um, and and a present. And I'm sure a future. <laughs> um, welcome. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michael Odd Topsy Innes. And we've got over here our other co-host, Adam God Topsy, Elden Lord Gumbert. How it's are you, the Sunny and Cecil Show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, that's, that's a shout just out for us. to Jericho. That's just for us and Jericho. <laughs> yep, good stuff. And Audrey and Joel and Elise. <laughs> it's upsetting. I'll just say that <laughs> reference is upsetting. <laughs> what did that little girl say in the beginning of that video? Please help me. Please help me, God. I don't want to be in this YouTube video. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> We've also got here our RAF regular Alex Mod Topsy Cousina. <laughs> it's a Wii Wario. I am currently playing uh, the level Turtle Rocks in Wario Land 3, and I have no clue what to do here. Not a damnedest clue. If you're in the comments right now, live on Twitch, and you know how to get the gray chest in this level, let me know, because I would greatly appreciate it. Are you sure it's the gray chest you need to get? Because in some of these uh, levels, the red one was the first one I got. In, in a few of them, but I mean, typically it follows that you got to get the gray chest first. It's a turtle turtle level. Maybe you need the green chest first. Ever thought I mean, about that? It, all the all the turtle scales in this level are mm -hmm. like like maroon or like pink or whatever. So actually, oh. maybe your theory about the red chest makes more sense. D Smitty Games in the chat knows exactly where it is. He says it's up your button around the corner. Ha 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 I don't know. Let's move on. We are, you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash affable idiots, usually on Sundays, but I had a conflict last night, so now it's on a Monday today at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, and now it's 8.22, so what? Live life loosely. Oh, now to my guys, 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 hold on. We have a hmm. breaking development. You can't really see it well on camera because yeah, it's a little bit hit. blurry, but... Uh, yeah, again. I am getting hit, but th see that little, like, a clove that I'm inside of right now? Yeah. That was previously covered by a bunch of rubble. Didn't realize I could break through oh. it, so we're making a bit of progress. I don't know if making you realize a bit this. Of progress. I don't know if you realize this, but that little entrance that you just kind of, I don't know what you call it, you shoulder bashed through, kind of yeah. looks like a colon, and then it opens up into the rest of your body. So it kind of is up your butt and around the corner. See? See what I did there? Yeah. And on YouTube yeah, services and podcast services on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We've got some news stories today, including a, uh, a wonderful development for E3. Some turtles that are not Turtle Rock related or South Turtle. Turtle. What level are you on? Turtle? Uh, turtle H? Rock. Turtle Rock? Turtle Rock. Oh, that's yeah. not right. Is it? That's a headphone well, manufacturer. 
No, it's it, it is what it's called, but it's also like it's weird because Turtle Rock is also a location in like a couple of Zelda games as well. It's like one of those things mm. where like Nintendo they reuse like dark versions of characters a lot. They reuse like certain yeah. tropes across all their games, and for whatever reason, Turtle Rock one of the tropes that they decide to reuse here. Uh, speaking of reuse, you remember in Smash Bros when you can do alt looks on Ryu in your character and you could fight them and it would be reuse fighting. <laughs> Uh, We're going to start today uh, with the main quest. Mult, it's plural. Plural Ryu is reuse. Really? Yeah, and you can use alt. Like you could have a Ryu with a blue bandana instead of a red one. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought it was reuse, re recycle. Re I thought it was Ri. Multiple no. reuse. No, that's Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> she was pregnant at the Super Bowl. We're going to start today with a special segment. Thanks to our wonderful friend here, Alex, who is going to but tell me something do that, Chad, I was not expecting. But before we do that, Chad, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to kick off this special segment. But before we do that, do we want to talk about next month's Barf Game candidates real quick? Oh, fuck. I forgot. Yes. Yes, please. Not a problem. So uh, after this podcast concludes its live show, we're going to be going live with uh, our next poll for what we want to play as our barf game for next month. And this time around, I was like, you know what, Chad, Adam, let me take the wheel on this one. And so I brought to the table four games, four candidates, four experiences that I've been meaning to finally beat for quite some time. And they are Wanted Dead, Bionicle Heroes, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, and finally, the Xbox Series X slash S enhanced version <laughs> of Sonic Unleashed. Are we allowed so to do the PS5 quick, enhanced version? Here's the thing. There's no PS5 enhanced version of the game. Let me back up Wait real quick and just go one by one through these games. Wait, I thought, Wanted I, thought Dead, I saw a tweet from PlayStation saying, here's like the gotta go fast version is on PS5 today or whatever. Is it? What? I mean, I'll, I'll look this I'll, up. But I'll I'm... look it up while you talk about the choices. All right, perfect. Okay. Wanted Dead, uh, the first game in the list I just listed, uh, is actually a game that came out, no joke, last month. Came out last month, got all right reviews, but every single reviewer that reviewed it said, this action game completely bucks the conventions of action games in general in ways both good and bad. I read that, I was like, wow, this actually sounds like a weird subversive experience that I want to experience. Never got around to it last month. So April, we're going to get onto it if people vote for that. Bionicle Heroes. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Bionicle, but my Bionicle video game experience is a little bit spotty. Uh, back in the day, I played Matanui Online game, which was a like point and click, like Telltale or LucasArts style adventure game where you were exploring the island of Matanui within the Bionicle universe. Very fun. I have very cherished memories for that particular game. Never played, however, Bionicle Heroes, which is a like almost like Gears of War inspired third person shooter. It came out for like the Wii, the GameCube, the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 2 back in the day. So if people vote for that one, we'll try to figure that one out. Uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. This is a game that I actually did play. I actually got a little bit far into, uh, but I never saw through to completion. And I, to this day, kick myself for that because I enjoyed what I played of the first few hours of it. I thought it was an interesting take on the fantasy genre the soulsborne genre and just uh, action comedy games in general it's a game that i have you know referenced in the past on some of our podcasts talking about the ways in which you know sometimes western media can unfairly interpret and dismiss you know japanese games attempts at humor and so i finally 
want to see it to, through to the end so that I can give it its due. And finally, uh, Chad, did you uh, reach your homework with regards to the Sonic Unleashed yeah. situation? Sight, Sounds, and Speed is a free update, and it's on all. It's on PS5 as well, and it runs at 60 frames. I'm not quite sure what else. But is this for Sonic Unleashed? Oh, I was looking up Sonic Frontiers. Got it. Yeah, Sonic Frontiers recently got a update that introduced some new features to it, added a music mode, some cool stuff. That's all good. I'll check that out at some point. But today, today we are talking about Sonic Unleashed. Uh, this uh, 2008 game mm. uh, received middling reviews back in the day, in part because a lot of people didn't really like the idea of Sonic transforming into a werehog and becoming super slow and gaining weird spaghetti stretchy arms. However, over time, <laughs> this game's reputation has improved. A lot of people have come out of the woodworks to be like, hey, I really think this game is great. When I played it back in the day on the Wii, I actually thought it was pretty solid there as well. I didn't think it was all that bad. Um, however, there are many people that swear that actually the best version of Sonic Unleashed that you can play this day, uh, right here, right now, is the Xbox Series X slash S version. Because if you play um, the like Xbox 360 version of it backwards compatibility wise on those consoles, it actually cleans up a lot of the slowdown and technical issues that plagued those games back in the day. So people vote for us to play that. We will be playing Sonic Unleashed via backwards compatibility on the Xbox Series X slash S. And yeah. Love Get it. voting. Go to uh what's the what's the name of the URL? There we go. And that poll is not go. yet up, but it will be by the time people listen to this on Tuesday morning. And it will be well, down when you're the listening chat. to this. Yeah. When you're it'll listening to this on this. podcast services, it, it'll be up and live. So go and vote for which of these four very random games you want us to play next month. And remember, folks, if you are not a patron, there is a Twitter poll that you can still influence. The results of the Twitter poll will count towards one Patreon vote. So keep that in mind. Go vote on Twitter. It, double vote if you're a patron. Do whatever you want. You're free. Freedom ain't free. All right. From here, Alex is going to take us through a segment. The The Wii U and the 3DS eShops died about 29 minutes ago. We poured one out. We're going to drink ourselves to death. Alex has purchased some games. And he's going to talk us through the games that he bought for both systems that you should have bought yourself and that you now regret doing and you'll never be able to get again for the rest of your life. So Alex, I'm going to switch this over to a special, amazing focus on Alex view. And I'm going to let you take it away. Thank you. Uh, and I, I do want to say, I talked quite a bit during uh, the segment earlier about um, the games that we're going to be voting on uh, in our upcoming Barf Paul. So if at any point during this segment that I'm on right now, you guys want to interrupt, wax poetic about the Wii U or 3DS or what have you, by all means, feel free to do so. Uh, and I will be more than happy to give you my ears, eyes, and heart. Um, I have my 3DS in my hands right now, but I actually want to start with the Wii U because uh, there aren't as many games to go over on this one. Uh, and also, uh, I've had to charge it uh, for a little bit because it wasn't previously plugged in before we were preparing for this episode of the show. You mean you're not playing your Wii U every single day? Fake gamer. The, the, the thing is, is I actually 
I've probably played my Wii U more often within the past five years than most people have. I played through, um, before, before I knew that we were going to get those, um, remasters of them, I actually played through Advance Wars 1 and 2, like, back in, I want to say, 2020. Um, uh, there, there have been a couple of games that I played on it, actually, recently. I'll probably, going through some of these things will probably jog my memory. Now, unfortunately, um, because of the way that um, my camera setup works and, you know, it being, you know, uh, focused on where my face is right here, probably not going to do a real great job of showing on screen the kind of icons of the games in question. So you have to trust me when I say this game that you're looking at right here <laughs> is Mario Kart 8. And that game actually isn't even a game I have downloaded. That's actually uh, my one disc game that's in my Wii U right now. So it doesn't count. Um, next to that, you have uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, uh, The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker HD, um, SNES, not SNES, NES Remix 2. I had a lot of fun with that. That's a um, Game Boy game, right? That they You got the virtual console? The, uh, NES Remix, no, that was actually a, I want to say a game that released in 2013 that basically like took a bunch of NES games and like remixed them and mashed them up in weird ways. Like, like it was stuff like, oh, you play through level 1-1 one, one of Super oh, Mario yeah, yeah, yeah. Bros, but with Samus, for example. Or like you play through Kirby, but as Link. Stuff like that. Um, next you have Swords and Soldiers 2. Never played this game. This is one of those games that I guess I got in a sale at some point. Um, next up we have Shovel Knight. This is actually uh, the original console that I played Shovel Knight on. Not a game that I necessarily loved a whole lot, but you know, I, I understood its appeal. It's definitely a very well-crafted little platforming game. Um, I know we'll get to we this in a second, F -Zero. but did you get, did you get Shovel Knight on both Wii U and 3DS now? Uh, I think I did. We'll have to get over to the 3DS uh okay. at some point and check out there uh it's not like it's not like i w ran out and like got shovel knight on every platform it came out on after this because again i wasn't like super hot on it but i i kind of picked it up a bunch of times anyways uh we have f-zero for the snes we have kirby's adventure for the nes there had to have been like sales i vaguely remember there being sales where you could pick up these <laughs> games for like 10 cents at some point does that sound familiar maybe my my <laughs> my only touchstone to kirby's adventure on nes is that i played it a lot at my cousin's house who lived in virginia we, we went and visited them in virginia once and all i was so young that i basically just remember snapshots and i remember playing kirby's adventure on nes and that same day i remember going to the bathroom and my mom, my mom and dad always told me, apparently I used to clog the toilet. They're like, don't use too much toilet paper or else you'll clog the toilet. Oh, <laughs> and no. so I had to keep wiping. It was like, what do I do with the rest of this toilet paper? It doesn't go in the toilet. So I just put it in the sink. <laughs> uh, in the and sink. So Kirby Adventure and a bunch of dry toilet paper covered in poop put in the sink are just like intertwined permanently in my brain. What great memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kirby's Avenger, not a bad game. I played like an hour of it. Not a game I felt compelled to beat, but like not bad, not bad at all. Uh, we have Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream. Again, another one of those games I'm pretty sure I got like for 10 cents because they had a, a sale at some point. Uh, we have, uh, okay, so this is 
Lost Reavers Notice. At some point, there was a game called Lost Reavers that I swear it, it was kind of like that one U2 album that they automatically downloaded to everyone's iPhone. <laughs> I swear yeah. that they downloaded this Lost Reavers game to everyone's Wii U. And I never played it. And then at some point, it shut down its online services. It's now it's just an icon called Lost Reavers Notice to notify you that it no longer exists. <laughs> I swear that I swear that's what's going on here. Um, next, we have Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. Uh, this is a game yeah. I originally owned on the DS. It was actually like a, a Christmas present that I cherished very much back when I got it back in the day. And then I actually lost it at some point. And so I got this at some point to play through it again. That was one of the few games uh, that looking at, like, you, there were plenty of articles written, like, these are the games you should buy before the things go offline. And I, looking at those, I was like, oh, those Mario and Luigi games that I never, ever played any of them. This is my yeah. shot. And I didn't do it. At, at some point, they'll they'll show up on the, uh, like, Switch eShop. They'll, they'll show up there. Uh, we have Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. We have The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. I'm pretty sure this might have been the version that I played back in the day when we did the episode of Barf for yep. Respawning Fire. Actually. Our very first Barf. Yeah. Uh, we have Affordable Space Adventures. This is a game <laughs> that I remember back in the day, like kind of got reviews from a lot of outlets that were like, you know, not the like greatest game ever, but a game that makes real good use of the Wii U gamepad. Never played it, but it's cool to have it um we have earthbound this is definitely a game that i got when it came to the wii u because if you remember it was a big deal that oh man nintendo finally worked things out and got earthbound over here to the west and i played like a good couple hours of it and then i kind of trailed off it was another know, very point, early barf game back to it yeah that was uh, that was have... the first barf game that holden didn't finish because oh really yeah we were playing uh we were playing on 3ds and you could do save states in it and he accidentally over or no maybe it was on snes he was playing it somehow where you could do save states and he accidentally overwrote his save state instead of loading it oh he's like well there goes like 20 hours worth of progress did he get punished no but that was one of the one of the the pieces of fuel on the fire that led to (laughs) holden's lullaby (laughs) (laughs) oh dear uh, we have a, a game we talked about earlier, Advance Wars. Uh, we have Runbow, uh, which I think is a game where you run and there are like rainbows involved. That sounds uh, right. We have Freedom Planet. This game, I've not played this game either, but I want to say that this game is like a Sonic-inspired game that came out like kind of in the middle of Sonic being at like one of his lowest lows. And it kind of, it got a little bit of traction traction because it was like, hey, Sonic isn't doing so great. Here's like a small indie team that like did Sonic better than Sonic. Never played it though. Um, We have a game that I really tried, really tried hard to beat last year, but was not able to do so. Donkey Kong 64. (laughs) I got way further in this game than I thought I would. But eventually, just got I just got tired. I just got way too tired. It's a bad uh, game. Don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it also says a curse remastered. word in in the theme song, and I always felt weird about going to Clark's house to play that game, and knowing that my parents knew that I was going to play a game that had hell in the ti- in the the. Did you poop in Clark's sink too? <laughs> no, I didn't poop in the sink. I pooped in the toilet, wiped my butt, and put the toilet paper in the sink. <laughs> you put poop in the sink. That's fine. Uh, DuckTales Remastered 
if you remember this game, this was like back in like what, 2012, 2013. Uh, we have uh, Advance Wars 2, Black Hole Rising. We have uh, the original Donkey Kong Country. Had a lot of fun with that one. Nice. Uh, we have Metroid Zero Mission. This is actually the first place that I ever played Zero Mission. Good times. Uh, we have Metroid Prime Hunters. Now, here's the thing. I actually played Metroid Prime Hunters a month before they announced uh, Metroid Prime Remastered was coming this year. And I was like, ah, man, I really want to like just muscle through this because I love Metroid, but... I just found the like form factor of playing it on the Wii U not very convenient. Like blown up on your TV screen, Metroid Prime Hunters, which wasn't like an amazing game to look, uh, an amazing looking game to begin with, looked especially bad. And like having to look look down at your gamepad and like do all your silent stuff on that just wasn't very convenient. So I dropped off it there. At some point, I'll like I don't know, I'll, I'll find some other way to play it. Um, we have uh, Bit Trip Runner presents Runner Two: Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. I like this a good like, Bit Trip Runner game. Th this was a big series back in the like Wii Wii days, and uh, it seems like they kept it going for a little bit. But I haven't I haven't really heard from the series recently. Um, we have Star Fox Zero: The Battle Begins Plus Training. Ooh. <laughs> so. The thing about this is, like, obviously, I read a lot of those lists as well that were like, here are the games you need to get off the eShops before they go down forever. And a ton of lists were like, you don't need to get Star Fox Zero, but get the Battle Begins plus training because it's free. What is, what is the difference? What is it, that? It's, it, it's like a very, like, small, self-contained, like, fairly polished, like, like, little, like, slice of Star Fox Zero's gameplay plus, like, some cutscenes. That's basically it. Uh, Adam Gumbert in the chat. Star Fox scores a zero. Zoom. <laughs> we have uh, Amiibo Tap, Nintendo's greatest hits. I'm assuming this is a, a game where you have to tap Amiibos. I've never played it. Uh, we have um, Zen Pinball 2. This is actually one of the first games I ever downloaded to my Wii U because it was free. I didn't play much of it. Uh, we have Star Fox Guard, because that was one of the other games they recommended. They were like, again, don't play Star Fox Zero. Don't download it, but get Star Fox Guard. <laughs> Star Fox Guard. Star Fox Guard. Come see what Grippy and Slippy are up to. <laughs> uh, speaking of free Wii U games, I got Wii Sports Club. We got Sonic Lost World. Uh, that, that that's another example where I'm not expecting an amazing Sonic experience, but a lot of people have been like, hey, that game's pretty good. The thing about Sonic Lost World is that game also had Yoshi and Zelda-themed DLCs that are exclusive to the Wii U. And so it's like, well, we're going to lose contact with these things if we don't get them while the iron's hot. Uh, we have Little Inferno. I do not recall. I'm looking at screenshots. I felt like I at least knew every Sonic game. But I do not recall this game at all. Sonic Lost Sonic World Lost released World. in 2013 or 2014. It was like between between generations and Sonic Boom. Damn. And we have uh, Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. That was another game it just picked up because it was free. So that's it for the Wii U. I don't know if you guys have any comments so far on my purchasing decisions. I was going to no, ask I mean, about Pokemon, but then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that's right. That's before Pokemon was actually on the systems people wanted to play. 
It's true. Yeah, did, didn't pick up 3DS. any Pokemons there. Um, all right, and here we go. We are at uh, the 3DS. Now, it's going to be even harder to see what it is that I have on this thing over here. Uh, you it's know, it's a little actually... easier because of the big, the top screen. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, I'm going to actually frame myself like this just so I can see a little bit better what I'm looking at right here. So I actually have things built into a bunch of folders like this. I'm going to try to speed around this because we're going to be here all day if I try to explain every one of my purchasing decisions. So right up front, uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun is actually the game that I currently have as my cartridge in my 3DS. I don't actually have that as a downloadable game. Uh, we have as my first Pokemon downloadable game, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Got it nice. downloadable because I had a physical version of Omega Ruby that I actually tragically lost. It's a real sad story. Uh, we have Pokemon Moon. Uh, we have um, Super Smash Bros. for the 3DS. Hold on, pause. We have, pause. Is that the extent of your Pokemon game? Is that what you everything you downloaded? No, no, no. I have like, a ton more Pokemon games on the DS and 3DS in physical gotcha. form. Those are only that was, th those that are was the, the one thing yeah. I struggled with. Is like, do I? Do I download Pokemon X and Y? Do I download Ultra Sun and Ultra? Like the I had a, a couple on there that I never played, yeah. and I was I actually, like, I, I eventually decided not to. But then I was like, wait, are the DS games like black and white? Are those available on the eShop? And then I was like, mm, they're I'm not. I'm going to look because I know they're thousands of dollars. They're forty. They're full price, forty dollars. But I, I actually I want to say that the reason why I got Pokemon Moon digitally is because I think I was actually in Japan at the time. And like it was just more convenient for me to get it that way than to like get a Japanese version of the game that might not actually work on my yeah. 3DS. Uh, we have Fire Emblem Awakening, a game I actually got a little bit earlier this year. Um, we Real have quick, pers yeah. on Smash Brothers 3DS. Yes, this was a time when me and my friends did have Wii U's. And we were so horny because it came out about a month before the Wii U version. We were like, this version's not going to be good on 3DS, but we really want to play Smash Brothers. So I would play their version of Smash Brothers for 3DS just because we wanted to play that game so bad, even though it's not a great version of the game. Oh, we used to It's have, not a great... Sorry. And we used to have competitions in the break room at work. Everyone would bust out their 3DS and we'd, we'd play. It was, I mean, it was not stable. Most people didn't have a new 3DS like I did, so it didn't run well, but like... Yeah, we had some fun with that game. Hey, they got me for a month, man. <laughs> I had to play it, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's too bad because it's like, logically, it makes total sense. You know, the 3DS was like wildly more successful than the Wii U. Makes sense that they would develop a Smash Bros. game for like the far more popular console, but it, it just didn't really, didn't really hit. Uh, we have uh, Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth. I played the original Persona Q, and I missed that on the second one. I will play this at some point, but I kind of feel like I want to get a, a get Persona 5 over with, because this was the one that features some of the Persona 5 characters. Uh, we have uh, Metroid Samus Returns. I originally nice. played it here. Um, you have like a couple of apps like the... System oh, settings and me plaza. me plaza. Do you remember? Fantastic. Oh man, the Street Pass games too that you would play. Oh yeah. Oh god, I was addicted to those things. There are still like a bunch of those like puzzles that I haven't yet completed that I'm gonna oh, have to yeah, figure out puzzles. at some point. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and from here, uh, all my remaining games and apps are split up into a bunch of folders. Uh, only nine of them are game-devoted, however. There are uh, Pokemon games. Yes, there's an entire other app for Pokemon games. <laughs> Ace Attorney, eShop games, Game Boy games, 3D Classics, NES games, demos, AAA, 
and Game Boy Advance games. Uh, we will start I bet with that Pokemon. AAA folder is dusty, isn't it? But there's nothing in there. <laughs> there's actually only a, a couple of games in there, and most of them I actually got recently. Uh, going back to Pokemon, however, we have uh, Pokedex 3D. This is actually, I want to say, like one of the first games I got for the 3DS, because again, it was like a free game situation. Wait, is we that an Pokemon official Bank. Pokemon Pokedex app? It's real weird because this was released to coincide with the release of Black and White, which were original DS games. It was mm -hmm. kind of like, hey, if you're playing Black and White on your 3DS, because the 3DS also released in 2010, you can access this 3D Pokedex app. Oh. It's kind of weird. Um, you have, uh, oh, the special demo version of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I want to say this is one of the last special demos they released because data miners were able to get everything about the proper <laughs> release games from the demo. Uh, we have uh, Pokemon Rumble World. This is one of those games where you like play as like a bunch of like toy Pokemon and you go around and smash stuff. Um, oh, wait, turns out they actually released a special demo <laughs> for Pokemon Sun and Moon as well. I forgot about this one. Uh, Pokemon Picross. This is a good time. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle. Uh, Pokey Transporter. I think that's for transporting like some of your Pokemon games from like an older version of the Pokemon games. Uh, and Pokemon Dream Radar, which was like an <laughs> AR Pokemon game where like you caught like alternate versions of some of the legendary Pokemon from Generation 5. It was kind of weird. Based on like how small that that picture, that thumbnail was on the screen, I swear it said Cream Radar, <laughs> which would be a very different game. Uh, next, uh, we have Ace Attorney. So these are actually, uh, these are four Ace Attorney games that I got via the big Capcom sale that they had over the course of the past two weeks. So we got Ace Attorney Trilogy, Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice, and Ace Attorney uh, Apollo Justice. Uh, next, in eShop games, this is, I think, the biggest folder I have. It's just a bunch of miscellaneous like eShop games, various shapes and sizes. We have Mutant Muds. This is a uh, 2D platforming game that came out very early on in the 3DS's life cycle. Uh, we got uh, Mighty Switch Force. This is from, I want to say, way forward. Uh, we have Mighty Switch Force 2. We have Gunman Clive. This is where he plays like a cowboy or something. Uh, Gunman Clive 2. Uh, Harmonite. This is actually a Game Freak game, one of their few non-Pokemon games. Oh. Uh, you're, it's like a rhythm platforming game. Uh, we have Shantae, The Pirate's Curse. We have Box Boy, the original. We have Citizens of Earth. I'm pretty sure I got this as part of the same sale where I got Persona Q2. Uh, we have Mom Hid My Game. <laughs> which is a game I just saw in the 3DS eShop, and I thought this will be a fun thing to keep around. Uh, we have Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. I don't know if you remember this one. This was Nintendo's first foray into microtransactions, where the whole no. idea with this game is that you can, like, haggle with Rusty, who's, like, this dog, and be like, oh, what if you gave me this microtransaction for, like, a buck fifty instead of $2? Um, <laughs> well, real weird cool. idea. Uh, we have Steel Diver Sub Wars, Miyamoto's favorite. Uh, we have uh, Garumin 3D a Monstrous Adventure. Apparently, this thing has gotten really good reviews. I've never played it. Uh, we have 80s Overdrive. We have 
five games with spooky levels to play during Halloween. Okay. Now you can't. <laughs> All right. You can't really see this. You can't really see this very clearly uh, on the video version of the podcast. But I'm not joking when I say that the little icon for this game, like the little boxy thing, is the boo from the Super Mario Brothers series. <laughs> not like oh, it's like a ghost that kind of looks like a boo. It straight up is a boo. So. Nintendo's lawyers, they're, they're going to be coming for this one soon. And that's the um, whole reason the eShop got shut down, was to get rid of that boo. Yeah, and then we have Adventure Bar Story, which is an RPG where you also manage a bar. It was a game that looked cool. I thought, you know, it might as well give it some last life on my 3DS where it will probably collect dust. If we go back down to the second row, because we're not even done with this folder yet, we <laughs> have Pushmo. This is a really cool 3DS game where like you would push out these blocks and like they worked really well with the 3D effect. I don't know if either of you ever played this one. No. There is Crashmo, which was the sequel to Pushmo. Not as good. You would like completely pull down the blocks and they would like crash downwards. Uh, you have Stretchmo, which apparently was like the free to play like third sequel. I, I never played it. Um, we have Zelda Four Swords Anniversary Edition. Uh, this Ooh. is the like an enhanced expanded version of Four Swords uh, that they re-released. I want to say for like the 25th anniversary of Zelda, and it was the first version of this game that you could actually play solo if you just wanted to do that. Um, we have uh, Steam World Dig, a fistful of dirt, very good game. We have Cave Story, uh, another very good game. Weird, unusual premise. It definitely feels like a like a predecessor to like. Uh, What's that one game where, where there's like uh, the, the skeleton guy called Sands? Undertale. Uh, Undertale. Undertale. Yeah, yeah it yeah. definitely feels like a weird predecessor to that. Um, my Nintendo Picross, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. It's a Picross game. It's great. Uh, we have Retro City Rampage. Oh, uh, it's been a while since I thought about that game. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure. This is a Sega game that is apparently like one of those rhythm-based games. Never played it, but it always looked good. Um, Shovel Knight, Treasure Trove. There we go. I, I probably picked this up during like one of the fire sales towards the end. Yeah, I think it was like $2 um, so that's newer, or $3. Right? Yeah. yeah. Nano Assault EX. This game looked really good, but I never played it. Um, Parascientific Escape, Cruise in the Distances. Uh, this game had a lot of cute anime girls on the eShop, so I figured why not? You're just buying bullshit at this point. Uh, <laughs> buying, Mini like, Mario and Friends, <laughs> Amiibo Challenge, another one of those Amiibo games. Uh, Photo Dojo. Do you guys remember Photo Dojo? Photo Dojo, no. <laughs> this was a um, DSiWare game where basically you would use the DSi's camera to take photos of your like friend or whatever, and then you would turn it into like a fighter and like a very basic rudimentary fighting game. It was like a one of the like a perfect example of like, oh, man, this is a that was a really fun afternoon. Um, and finally, we have 3D Game Collection, which purports to have like, I don't know, like 61 like classic games like chess and Mahong and Mahjong or I don't know how you pronounce it. You get the idea. All right. I swear that the rest of the folders are not going to be that long. Next up, we have NES games. These are the actually the 10 NES games mm. that they gave out when they did the 3DS like ambassador thing back in the day. So when you they got, were like, hey, sorry, we made you pay way too much money for this thing. Here's some free games to compensate. <laughs> exactly. So you got Super Mario Bros, Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Wrecking Crew, 
Yoshi, <laughs> literally it, a game literally just called Yoshi, uh, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Donkey Kong Jr., Metroid, and NES Open Tournament Golf. You know what I just realized? They went... Yoshi, the game for NES, obviously had to come after Super Mario World for SNES, right? Yeah. That's 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 surprising to me just to see Nintendo supporting older hardware, I guess. And then you have the 3D Classics collection. You have 3D Classics Kid Icarus. Now, here's the thing. Kid Icarus, a little bit of a controversial NES game. Some people find it too hard. The 3D Classics version of this game not only is like a very pretty 8-bit game, it also like actually balanced out the difficulty of Kid Icarus a lot and actually made it like very enjoyable to play. I actually, if you if you pick this game up before the eShop one went down, good job, because this is actually very solid. Uh, and you have 3D Classics Excite Bike, didn't play it as much. And you have 3D Classics Xevious, which I want to say I played for like a minute or two, and it was like, nah. Uh, you have Game Boy games. Uh, in here, we have Metroid 2 Return of Samus, so the original version of Metroid 2. Uh, we have Donkey Kong, the uh, 1994 game that actually kicks ass. This, this is like one of those secret gems that people who are in the know know is kick ass. Uh, we have Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters, which was a sequel to Kid Icarus uh, before we got the 3DS game. Not bad, not bad, not not the best thing ever, but not bad. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, Legend of Zelda, Oracle yeah. of Ages. Yeah. Uh, and then we have, in order, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land 2, Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land 2, and the game we are playing right now for this month's barf, Wario Land 3. Finally, uh, we'll, we'll do the demos at the end. Uh, we have AAA games. So here we only have three games because I only really pick these up as part of like the eShop fire sale. We have Resident Evil Revelations. This game came out oh, on the 3DS in 2012, yeah. if you remember. Yep. Uh, we they had like Donkey a remaster on PS4, I think. But yeah, it was like it's yeah. designed for 3DS. Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. I want to say I actually got this in like 2013. It might have been discounted or something. Uh, and we True have Resident story. Evil. My mom bought a 3DS specifically for Donkey Kong Returns 3D. <laughs> wow. That is the only game that she owns on that thing. The, the 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 port of Donkey Kong Country Returns for the 3DS was not bad. Uh, a lot of people preferred it over the original Wii version because you didn't have to do like the waggle when you wanted to roll. And it's like, I totally get that. I never actually beat this version of the game because I just I got to a point where I'm like, this is really hard. And I don't know that I need to see this through to the end. Um, Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D, the last AAA game in this collection. That was another game that was part of the fire sale. Uh, Game Boy Advance games, again, like the NES games, these are the 10 games that they gave out as part of the Ambassador program. So we have uh, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. We have Metroid Fusion. We have Mario Kart Super Circuit, probably the weakest of the Mario Karts. We have F-Zero, Maximum Velocity. Uh, we have Mario vs. Donkey Kong, the original. We have Wario Land 4, a game that I played a little bit of, didn't really stick with me. Well, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Uh, we have Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advance 3. We have Wario Land Inc., Mega Micro Games. Now that right there, you want to talk about a good Wario game. That right there is a good Wario game. 
Uh, we have Fire Emblem, The Sacred Stones, a game that I tried to play many times but could never get into. Uh, and we have The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, a excellent Zelda game. Remind and me finally, when we get to it uh, in, in like a week. Remind me that I would love to talk about and discover because I don't know it, but I would love to talk about when Wario transitioned into being the motorcycle riding, onion eating, farting joke that he is today versus what he was in those Wario Land games. Because that's such a fascinating transition, like different character to me. Anyway, continue. And real quick, I only have seven demos. I have uh, a game that we played very recently, Metal Gear Solid 3D Snake Eater. This is probably the first time oh. I ever played a Metal Gear Solid game, actually. Uh, we have the demo for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity. We have the demo for Resident Evil Revelations. We have Metroid Prime Blast Ball, if you remember that baby. Mm -hmm. We have uh, the demo for Bravely Default. Oh, what a disappointing game. <laughs> we have Project Cross Zone. That was that game where like every single Japanese role-playing game that didn't make it into Smash Bros. crossed over. And finally, we have Etrian Odyssey 4. Uh, thing about this demo is I did not connect with this demo at all back when I played it the first time. And then after playing Persona Q, I actually like so thoroughly understood and was enamored with the gameplay of that game that I actually was able to really dig into this particular demo. But unfortunately, when they announced that the 3DS and Wii U eShops were uh, going to be closing down. Atlas had a sale then and there, and then he, they didn't have another sale when they actually closed down. So I never actually picked up the games because I figured I don't want to pay $40 for this. Yeah. And there we go. Damn, that was, Alex, that was quite a collection. That was a lot of words out of my mouth. That's probably the last words you'll hear out of my mouth this podcast because I've not been playing a whole lot else besides <laughs> uh, Wario Land 3, which we will save for the proper time and place to talk about. I have two questions for you. One question is for each platform, Wii U and 3DS, what are two games that you got in this sale, like in the last, you know, specifically because they were closing, two games that you got that you know you're going to play and two games that you think you will never touch again, but you bought them anyway? 100% uh, I'm going to play Persona Q2. I love the original Persona Q. I think that game is severely underrated, so I'm definitely going to play that game. And hmm, what would I also play? Oh, you know what? I'll probably play the I'll probably play at the very least um, Ace Attorney trilogy, which is the it, it's a trilogy of the first three Ace Attorney games because I never played those games and I figured might as well at least play those. So, yeah, those two games from the 3DS, I'll definitely check out at some point games that I'll never play. Honestly, I'll probably never play Mom Hid My Game. I, I got that as a joke, but I don't think I'll ever actually bother through with it. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't think I'll ever play like... Hmm. There, there was another game I mentioned very briefly called like 3D Game Collection, where it's like chess and checkers mm, and stuff yeah. like that. I, I don't need that in my life. But I got it because it was like 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why not? Dope. Thanks for walking us through that, Alex. As you are listening to this, listener, watcher on YouTube, whatever, go to Twitter or comment on the YouTube video. Let us know what you picked up, if you picked up anything, or what you heard from that listener. Like, damn, I wish I would have got that, and now I'll never get it, and my life is in shambles. 
All right, we're going to move on from that segment, go back into our regular three-person view, and we're going to talk about playtime, what we played this week. Uh, Alex already told us that it was basically Wario Land 3, so Adam, we're going over to Morbius, huh? You watching that Morbius movie? Mm-hmm, love it. Moo. Yeah, Morbius. Actually, I got a quick question. Yeah. Because I knew we made this mistake. Are we playing for Barf? Is it Wario Land 3 or is it Wario Land Super Mario <laughs> It is Wario Land 3, not Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Gotcha. Just making sure. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. But I, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real mm-hmm. quick, real quick, Adam. If you boot yep. up Wario Land 3 and it's in black and white, you've chosen the wrong game. Wario Land 3 was a Game Boy Color game. Mar- Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land, which is the wrong game, was just an original Game Boy game, and thus in black and white. So gotcha. go story. color. There's Not a, black and white. my one of my only memories of Wario Land Three. You'll hear it more on the. You'll hear it more in depth on the Barf episode later this week. I killed a cockroach with it. Ooh, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True story. On accident. <laughs> hear more on Friday when we record. All right. Very cool. Uh, no. So Morbius, uh, a shadow drop into marvel's midnight suns they're like hey you download morbius today right now i was like oh shit oh, go home shadow that. drop get it like because vampires and what we do the shadows and vampire mist Ooh. absolutely uh, <laughs> morbius uh you gotta no, you gotta no. say it like it's spelled morbius there you go okay that works that's how to say it. uh but yeah no i played through his uh, campaign uh plays through those new missions whatever he's pretty fun character all the DLC characters have been really cool so far. Um, but it does keep up the cadence of one character a month, which means next month will be the last piece of DLC, and it'll be Storm. So that'll be fun. I'll have everybody, and then I can do my new game plus with all the characters. But all, every character is cool. Morbius is cool. You fight... Uh, I'm not going to give the story away, but it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, I love yeah. that they're adding, like, not just new characters. Like, oh, go do old-ass missions with all these new characters. But they're like, here's some, like, wacky new scenarios yeah. and different like what was the deadpool theme it was like cowboy thing no what was the deadpool one zombies deadpool one introduces vampires vampires got it and yeah. you fight uh, and you fight dracula no you fight red skull's granddaughter oh venom you fight dracula got it okay it's crazy it's all over the place i'm actually really interested to see what the last one does because maybe the vampire storyline seems to be wrapped up so I don't know what Storm's going to bring to the game, but I guess we'll see what, whatever she brings. But that'll be cool whenever it comes out. Uh, and then the last thing I did... What is this? Hmm. Hold on, pause. Real quick, more vampire yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah, go for I it. Know, I know your jam is. Is, is cowboys and pirates. Mm-hmm. Do you also have, a, do you also have a, a vampire thing? Because you were all into Dead Cells and Castlevania killing Dracula. and like, are, you, are you secretly a vampire boy too? And you love what we I'm do in the a- Shadows? No, I'm not a vampire boy. I just like Dead Cells because Dead Cells is a fantastic okay. game and they just happen to put Castlevania stuff in it. So, like, well, I'll come back and play this. But I'm not okay. into... I mean, when those Twilight movies came out, I was Team Jacob. So... There you no. go. It is what it is. I mean, okay. vampires are cool, okay. but they're no cowboys. Uh, so they're not what a, I yeah, remember, no cowboy pirate. Okay, not that level. Okay. That's on top tier. Um, no, what I played was Watch Dogs Legion. That's what Why? WBO stands oh, for. Oh, nice. Why did you do that? <laughs> um, so I was looking in the store. I was looking for something to buy to play. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's right. I own the season pass for Watch Dogs Legion, but I had the physical disc that I sold. 
and it was on sale for like six bucks. Uh. So like, let me just buy the base game for six bucks and play the DLC, which I had never played. So I've been playing that, and it introduces the characters from the first two games, and you're just playing as them in the new in the new in London. So I was just like, sure, I need to play this. I'd never played it. Let me go back to it. Watch Dogs Legion. For not being like a super popular or whatever kind of a game, it, the gimmick worked, which I think is still pretty impressive that we never think that like, yo, you literally can play anybody in this game. Like literally every random NPC in this game can be played. And we just are like, people didn't play it. I'm like, even if yeah. you didn't play it, that's fucking wild that that system completely works without any issues. And it's, I think it's still impressive. But yeah, I was like, sure, let me knock out this DLC because I have nothing else to play at the moment. Because, uh... I can't play the the big games that came out because I'm a scaredy boy. So. <laughs> I literally Watch Dogs Legion. I think I discovered this on the show. I was like, when does that come out? When does Watch Dogs Legion come out? And it was just like, oh, that was three months ago. Like it, it it's been out. out. No one said a word. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh shit. It was really fun at Next Gen because that's when Next Gen launched. Uh, and it was like, oh yeah, ray tracing, like a video game with like full ray tracing. It was pretty yeah. cool. But you know, whatever. Speaking of ray tracing. I played Resident Evil 4 Remake. And it, you know, it starts with that 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 age-old question that everybody hates to try to answer. Resolution or performance. And it's just like, God damn. Uh, uh. I am pleased to say I chose resolution because I'm I'm one of those, you know, I have an OLED TV. I need I need my HDR to look great. I need my ray tracing. I need all of that. I chose resolution, but also my TV has a little thing where it shows you the frame rate that it's at. And it's an unlocked like 48 to 59 frames per second in resolution. Oh, that's basically 60. You can live with that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I assume performance is like just locked at 60. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're making that decision yourself, yeah, go go with the ray tracing resolution on that one. Um, so yeah, played Resident Evil 4 Remake. You know, I, I love me some good Resident Evil games. I'm a big fan. Village was good. Loved it a lot. Seven was good. Loved two. Three's fine. Whatever. Uh, we played four for a barf game, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half, two years ago. And we were like, damn, I remember this being really good, but this game is old. And this game is like nearly unplayable. It It is in desperate need of a remake. And this delivers. Uh, I will be honest and say that I am not very far into it because after about 30 to 45 minutes, all the Destiny 2 folks popped on and said, hey, who wants to run Iron Bear? And I was like, I I can't say no to Destiny. So, um, yeah, I played until everyone goes into the chapel in the beginning of the, the game, which there's this thing going around that obviously it's much, much easier to do on New Game Plus when you have a scoped rifle, but you can shoot the church bell in that opening town you normally you're running around avoiding people or killing people for two to four minutes until the the church bell rings on its own and then everyone walks into the church but you can actually shoot the bell itself and it will just end the encounter immediately how cool is that loving so i'm loving it so far i had the thought while i was playing it too that it's like as as revolutionary and amazing as Resident Evil 2 Remake looked, using that new RE engine and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I got, I, I was playing this, I was like, huh, this is just, this is standard now. I've come to expect this. I wasn't blown away with it, but it, I mean, it still looks fantastic. It's good, but I'm just like, oh, I'm not blown away by it anymore. I can looks see like Resident Evil. in Leon's hair, I, like I can see where the textures are clumped together to form hair in in blades rather than individual strands like yeah 
Uh, no spoilers, Dallas. There's no spoilers. You're not going to play it anyway. You're a wuss. Um, yeah, that's right. I said it. I said it. I also played Wario Land 3. We'll talk more about that on Frytog. And Diablo 4 Beta. I was not going to play this again, but it was open again for the weekend. I was not going to play it again. And then I was like, fuck, I want that puppy on my back when the game launches. Mm. You weren't 20 yet. Right, I wasn't 20 yet. I was only 14. Gotcha, gotcha. So if you get to level 20 during the beta, you get the, the wolf pack cub on your back. Loaded into the game again as my sorceress. Actually, went to go load into it, and it was like, your wait time is an hour. And I said, no, it's not. I'm playing Destiny. And then I went the next day, and it was like, your wait time is less than one minute. I said, thank you. Yeah. I so loaded in as my sorceress. I was like, all right, let me try to level up to 20. I spent about 30 minutes going through a dungeon and barely got to 15. But I ran into the butcher from <gasps> the from the first game and he like he just jumped in out of nowhere in that dungeon and he goes ah fresh meat and i was like <gasps> i was elated and terrified all at the same time and he is just as terrifyingly difficult as he is in the first game and it killed me almost immediately and i did almost no damage to him and uh then he disappeared. i did not encounter this character when i played through uh the beta last weekend uh, but i did read a kotaku article about how apparently a lot of people were flabbergasted by how powerful he was yeah yeah i knew that if i stayed around i was like th there is no beating him in my current state or probably in any state that you can get to in the beta uh but what also surprised me i played a little bit there and i got to like 15 i was like no oh, that's way too much of a grind on this source i said i'm never gonna play again i don't care about the wolf cub anymore and then i saw oh shit you can play as a druid this weekend mm -hmm. and i said let me give my bear boy a try and uh so i started playing I, I played through i did a whole playthrough of diablo 2 when i was a kid as a werewolf and my brother was a werebear so we were a druid and just playing through the whole campaign together and that was a ton of fun and i'm like let me try it out on this one and uh pleased to say i am very very excited and that will be my character of choice and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna go werewolf again okay. just because all the cool shit and the poison and the increasing attack speed and all that kind of stuff but yeah very cool liking that a lot and i'm almost thinking that i might between now and june when it comes out i might do a whole werewolf run of diablo 2 resurrected so that then i can go straight on through as continue that admittedly super underpowered now after the, i'll go through the end of d2 have all my skills and then i'll reset back at the beginning of d4 and be like oh what happened anyway yeah so i'm thinking about doing that but honestly i won't have time so that's life. Um, Very fun. That's it. Is that's there a thing that tells you if you get the wolf pup? Because I was at level 20, but I didn't get like a pop-up or anything. I just assume it's supposed to be there. I, don't I know. think that there's a, a, there might be a menu in game. This game has like a lot of menus, but I'm pretty sure in one of the menus it says like, hey, congratulations, you beat, mm. you got the level 20. You beat I the tutorial. It. Yeah, I hope it's awesome. something you had to go in and claim. I hope not. <laughs> Ain't nobody I getting it. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I read a couple of articles leading into the beta, and they were like, yeah, you just have to do this. You don't... I didn't see anything about, like, you have to redeem this thing to get it. But we will find out, I guess. hope so. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on to our main quest. Well, I guess, no. Alex was the main quest. This is just a regular quest now. Greatest story ever told becomes a game. Says Chris Scullion at VGC. A new game based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is in development, but this one promises to be darker and more mature. 
The game will be based on The Last Ronin, a five-issue mi comic miniseries released in 2020, which is set in the future and sees three of the turtles already dead. This feels a lot <gasps> like Ronin slash Hawkeye, set in the future, killing people. In an interview with Polygon, Paramount Global Senior Vice President for Games Doug Rosen said the game would be a third-person action RPG and cited the recent God of War games as a comparison. Mighty, mighty bold words there. While other TMNT games like last year's Shredder's Revenge are typically about playing as all four turtles and sometimes their allies like Splinter, April O'Neil, and Casey Jones, The Last Ronin will be a primarily single character game, though Rosen pointed, uh, posited that other characters could be playable in flashback sequences, similar to how the comic series plays out. The primary action is said to center on the only surviving turtle, The Last Ronin video game adaptation is being developed by an unnamed studio, but Ronin, Rosen said... They've found the right partner to adapt The Last Ronin into an ambitious AAA video game. Adam, I know you're a Turtles guy. Are you yeah. pumped? Yeah, What's you know me. It's cowboys, pirates, and turtles, and then vampires yeah, and werewolves below that. Uh, Ninja no, turtles, like, slightly below regular turtles. You're just all into those red-eared sliders, just like sea turtles. Snappers and yeah, yeah, sea box. turtles. So good. So cool. Uh, yeah, those guys stink a lot. Uh, but no. Turtles. <laughs> so, don't forget yeah, that turtle, turtle soup. soup. I'm going to dine on that. What about the uh, what about no. the turtles, like the candy turtles that, you, that aren't actually made of turtles? Oh, uh, they oh. Got, like, the pecans on them or whatever. Right. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Th those are not bad, but I, w whenever I eat them, I'm like, oh, I wish this had like a little bit of peanut butter in them. Like I prefer yeah. like the Reese's variation on those turtles. I think pretty much anything could do with peanut butter. A dog would agree. Uh, but I... <laughs> So this is the thing. I, I haven't read a ton of Ninja Turtles comics, but I had a friend who had a podcast because he was all into it. And he told me, like, yo, uh, b way before this game was announced, like years ago, he's like, hey, this uh, this last Ronin run is pretty fucking cool. I was like, all right, dude, I'll trust you. And I listened to his podcast, and I was like, holy shit, that sounds like the greatest story ever told. Um, and I'm very excited. Again, I want to see who the developer is on it or whatever, but... Fuck! They could. This is the story that they could pull off and be like, "Hey, why don't we make it gritty and whatever?" You know, people always do that. But I can see me. This like could really be the good. Arkham Asylum of Turtles games. Hopefully, I mean the story just like takes that it. and elevates it in such a way that people are like, and "Let's start really, taking really this cool. seriously now." Yeah, um, and especially if they're like, "Hey, let's," you know, not saying like make just make God of War and you just throw that at a developer, but like third person action, gritty. This is a mess because man, that story's wild. I'm telling you, who boy. That's a good one. So I'm excited. I want to see who the, the studio is, of course. But, uh, hey, throw it at somebody good, and we'll get a really good game out of it. It's like... Is it spoilers to know who the turtle is? Because I yes. feel like it's... Okay. I, I won't... I, I can make a guess. I don't know anything about it, but I feel like it's Raphael. Yeah, don't confirm guess. or deny. Just oh, pick a guess. I was who do you think guess. the last Ronin is? <laughs> I was going to guess Venus de Milo. I was going to make that joke, <laughs> son of a... I was going to make that fucking joke about <laughs> Venus de Milo. Uh, who do you think, Chad? Well, I here's what I'll say, though. I'll, here's what I'll say. He wears a, a mask that is black, so you don't know the color. And okay. he carries all of the weapons of his dead brothers on him, and he uses all oh, the weapons of his dead brothers. Oh, okay. So it's okay. just like you see him strapped up. He's got the, fuck it, I know the nunchucks and the sword. Is it the size? Is that what Raphael uses? Is, is yeah. that what those things are called? And the boat. He's got all of them just strapped on his back, and he just goes around. And he's killing the, he's trying to kill the grandson of Shredder, because I guess the Foot Clan has slowly killed all of the turtle brothers over the years. So he's going out for revenge. You think Raphael? And Shredder's grandson at the time is literally a baby, like an infant. He's yes. like, he's doing Killing a three-year-old. He's like, if mm -hmm. I kill your grandson, you die. <laughs> you die in real life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Okay. Raphael's a good guess. I am uh I'm excited about this. You guys you know I love God of War. You know it's you know my favorite game of all time. Um so yeah, I'm pumped for this. I think this is a good this is a good way to take that combat. Obviously having four sets of weapons is great for switching between them for doing different types of damage and different scenarios, that kind of stuff. Like this seems like the perfect Ninja Turtles game. I obviously I am skeptical of the ability for Ninja Turtles to tell as an emotionally resonant story as God of War. Although I was also just as skeptical of God of War before God of War 2018 came out. So this could completely change things. So I'm pumped for this. I can't wait to see more. All right, next up, E3 is still a thing, huh? Says Logan Plant at IGN. Oh, this was a tough tweet to read today. Ubisoft will not be a part of E3 2023 after all, the company has revealed. This is a quote. E3 has fostered unforgettable moments across the industry throughout the years. While we initially intended to have an official E3 presence, we've made the subsequent decision to move in a different direction and will be holding a Ubisoft Ford live event on 12th of June in Los Angeles. We look forward to sharing more details with our players very soon. In February, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot said the company would have, quote, a lot of things to show at E3 2023, becoming the first major publisher to confirm attendance for the event. But now Ubisoft pulling out of the event leaves E3's lineup in serious question. Woo! So we know Nintendo's not going to be there. We know Sony's not going to be there. We know Xbox is having their own thing across the street, but also will not be present on the floor at E3. Now we know Ubisoft, one of the largest third-party publishers, is also not going to be present with any of their shit at E3. What is at E3? What does E3 look like this year? Nothing. Because we know There's EA's nothing. not. Because EA hasn't done it for like six years. Who's left? Who is the big person that's left to be like, we're here? There is one publisher, a shining star, a diamond in the rough, that has hinted and suggested that it might be making a big comeback with two of its most prized franchises later this year. We're talking about Konami. Konami still has not right, yet right. said its word on how it's going to be unveiling the next installments in the Metal Gear Solid and Castlevania franchises. Who knows? This could be their big comeback and in doing so, the big comeback of E3 as a whole. You know what else they could do instead? And tweet two trailers. That's true too. <laughs> make the same That's true too. IGN, show this for us. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, Man, God, that's Chad, right? You will not find Chad at E3 this year. I know we said. I was going to hey, say maybe you'll see. Chad. Nope, you will not find Chad at E3. I might be there the week before for Summer Game Fest, and then maybe Super Nintendo World again afterwards, but definitely not be there for E3. It's not dead, but it is officially just a PAX now. That's all it is. It's not yeah. going to be anything more exciting than that. Not even though, because PAX has yeah, fun I mean, PAX has least. Ubisoft games, <laughs> PAX has PS uh, PlayStation games, PAX has Xbox games. This has none of those. Sure, sure, but I mean, like, in the sense that it will still exist and there will still be some games of note at it, but like, it won't be you know what it was before. I would love. I cannot wait for someone to go there. And be like, here's what's here. And just have that list of seven things that don't matter. Yeah. It's like the biggest yeah. thing was Street Fighter Six demo, even though the game's already out. Like, that'll be the biggest thing at E3. <laughs> and it'll be uh, that'll be a fun thing to see. You well, know, you hate to see it, but Jeff Keighley ate their lunch three years ago. So it is what it is. Yeah. 
Eddie, I broke my NDA, Eddie. George Yang, our boy at IGN. I love George Yang. You have to say it, say it like Tom Hardy in Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. I've seen that movie three times in theaters, and I don't remember this. Eddie. <laughs> he sounds like an oh, idiot when he says it. Eddie. Eddie. I broke my NDA, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Todd, the voice actor behind Venom in Insomniac's Marvel's Insomniac's Marvel's Spider-Man's 2s, revealed that the game will release sometime in September. It was previously only revealed that it would drop fall 2023. On Twitter, Todd posted a picture of himself working with mocap when someone explained that they couldn't wait for more details about Spider-Man 2. Todd responded with, quote, looks like September. Massive publicity coming in August. Commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told. Hold on to your and hold your breath, going to be necessary. While this is far from a confirmation since Insomniac itself did not officially announce a release date, having the information coming from some, from someone who is directly working on the game is worth noting. Well, damn. This actor has no idea about <laughs> how uh, NDAs work and and how, oh man, this this people don't know this information yet? Well, yeah, let me just tell you. I'll just tweet it. Old Tony Todd. That sounds I mean, it's, like it's, a Marvel name. It's Candyman. Are you going to fucking argue with Candyman? He'll show up in your dreams and kill you. Come on. Well, not in your dreams. Like <laughs> she shows up in the mirror and kills you. But uh, yeah, I'm, that's what people have been talking about. Is like, yo, Hollywood actors fucking do not deal with NDAs and bullshit. So they're like, fuck, I don't know what you're talking about, bud. I'm just going to do the thing. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Eat my ass. You know? <laughs> I'm excited, Todd. Oh, Candyman. Got it. I did not realize that's who that was. Yeah, he's Candyman. Um, I'm excited though. September looks good. Starfield. Wait a minute. Spider-Man. Oh, sorry. I, the, the first thing that comes up when you type Tony Todd is did Tony Todd pass away? And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I better not. He just no, tweeted he yesterday not. about <laughs> Spider-Man 2. He better not be dead. Uh, but yeah, September's looking good. This actually, this year altogether has been pretty good for games. I can't complain. This, you know, there's a banger mm -hmm. every month or every couple weeks. End of September, we get two, like, Xbox's big game of the year and Sony's big game of the year. I'm like, come on, we're eating. Yeah. Uh, that's it for our, for our, what do we call this in quest log? That's it for the quest log. Now coming up, we've got a segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. A segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. That's the jingle that used to play when my washing machine was done in San Francisco. <laughs> that wow. long, huh? Yeah, it was a long jingle. Uh, holy shit. Um, anyway, so right now we're going to do best games of the month because we're keeping track. You know, last year it was obvious what game of the year was, Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this no, year is going to yeah, be a no, lot more difficult no. uh, to figure it out. And we're going through each month and talking about, hey, what's going up? Yes, this is down here for a reason. Whoever highlighted that. <laughs> uh, number one. And again, so technically there's like a couple more games coming out um, for the rest of the month. But it's it's stuff that doesn't really count on this list. So Resident Evil 4 remake mm -hmm. is at uh -huh. 93. It's a high score. It's a high score. How do you feel about remakes being... I think remakes count for game of the year. Not remasters, but I think a full-ass remake I counts. think when they're ground-up remakes, yeah. Yeah, they 100% count. Also... That and Dead Space. I mean, yeah, Dead Space... Oh, fuck, yeah. Resident Evil 4, so far, no snakes. Mm, I remember okay. every fucking thing that I busted open in the old game, snake comes and bites you right on the eyes. This game yeah. so far, I have not found any snakes. That alone deserves game of the year. 
There you go. Absolutely. Uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania at an 88. That's why I've been playing it, because it's amazing. Second best game of the month. Dredge is an 85. Comes out March 30th. So a couple say, days after you hear this. What the fuck is Dredge? I've never uh, heard of this I one believe either. An indie game that's on PS5 about fishing or something like that, but it's already got scores and it's an 85. So okay, I decided to put this in here. Um, Anno 1800 console edition is an 84. Uh, it's like a city builder kind of a thing. Uh, Have a nice death in 82, which is the um, there was that really cool trailer where it's like the black and white you plays death in like an office building or whatever. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. WWE 2K23 in 82. Well, long Fallen Dynasty in an 80, a Bayonetta Origins also in an 80. Um, so pretty good month. So the reason down here for you listeners and watchers, I put Crime Boss Rock Hay City LOL. <laughs> that game comes out on the 28th, you know, today, if you're listening to the podcast or whatever, right? So the reason <laughs> I don't want to call them out too much, but I'm playing in a fantasy critic game, whatever league, right? And someone picked up Crime Boss Rock Hay City. And I said, I'm immediately going to counterpick this video game because this video game is going to be absolute garbage. And he was like, hey, who bid on that? Who bid to counterpick that? Why are they doing that? And I didn't say anything until my bid went through. And then it went, the minute it went through, I said, let me tell you, <laughs> this is about to be the worst video. Because, again, when you play Fantasy Critically, it's either you try to counterpick something that's bad or something that doesn't release. That's the only really yeah. safe. Because if you counterpick something... Like, I know someone counterpicked Hogwarts Legacy, and then it got, you know, Ooh. positive points. So they got screwed yeah. negatively, and they're at negative points. So I was like, either I'm going to wait for a game that is going to get pushed and try to counterpick it so it gets locked in, or just wait and see if anyone gets a game that maybe is bad. And he picked up Crime Bass Rock High City, and I was like, oh, boy. tell me this. This game comes out t today, tomorrow for us. Have you guys seen or heard anything about this game besides the trailer with, like, a bunch of old actors in it? No, I've I, no. no. Uh, I mean, game this game doesn't even have any reviews out yet, which is, you know, a little a little dis disconcerning if it's, a, you know, a, a game that is like on the verge of release. Yeah, that. Uh, so I did some research before I counterpicked it. And I was like, hey, bud, let me tell you um, that game. I remember seeing this trailer and I was like, yeah, yeah. Mm, pass. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird one. Um, the studio who made that game was founded in 2020. Not okay. started pre-production, not got together. To, they mm -hmm. they started the studio in 2020, and it's two years, or three years later. And I mean, I know, you got to respect them. You, you got to respect them for turning out a game real fast. It feels like nowadays most video game developers are like, ah, we'll, we'll shit out a game after ten years, and it's Gotham Knights. Mm -hmm. Like that's impressive. They they rolled out a game oh, in yeah, like two I'm and a sure. half years. Yeah, short development times always make really good video games. Um, it's also a thirty dollars yeah, video Uncharted game. Uncharted three developed in two years. Well, Uncharted two developed in two bones, years on the bones of something else. Um, and yeah, like I said, this game comes out tomorrow. And then there were previews, and everyone was like, "Oof, this feels like Payday two if Payday two played like shit." And it's like, "Oof, <laughs> that sounds rough." So anyway, it's just a little story. He picked the game up. He was excited. I was like, "Please God, thank, you. give me." a positive score because this game's garbage so we'll see tomorrow or next week i just i'm just like hey oh yeah that's right that video game that they announced at game awards with the actor and those two big boys behind him comes out tomorrow and nobody knew about it so that's it it's gonna be bad i'm just hoping you know yeah that's a me thing that's it dub 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 all right y'all it's time for game on game nope game on game no 
we don't have one this week. I didn't come up with one, and Alex had his thing. I was like, let's let's just let's just do that, and it turned out we did. That's how science works. So that's it for episode three hundred one of Respawning Fire. You have homework. Go vote now. You are no longer just restricted to Patreon members voting. So everyone, go vote now as you're hearing this, except for decent many games in the chat because it's not out now. But by the time you're listening to this tomorrow morning, it'll be out. Go to patreon.com slash fire. Vote on one of those four difficult-to-play-and-find games that Alex has listed for us. Although the Series X enhanced Sonic Frontiers. Not Frontiers. Fuck it. Go, Sonic to, the, go to the thing, vote on the games. Sonic Unleashed. Unleashed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Go to the thing, vote for the games. Go to twitter.com slash fire where everyone is free to vote as long as you have set up an account on Twitter. Uh, Twitter Blue does not get you extra weight in the poll. Uh, yeah, go to vote, go vote, go vote. We will reveal on next week's, actually probably on Friday's recording. We are recording our bar for Wario Land 3 this Friday. Knock on wood, hopefully. I, I always get nervous ne- announcing these things in advance just in case something falls apart and our guest falls apart and whatever. So... Um, our plan is to do that on Friday, so look for that this weekend on Wario Land 3, and you can find out how I killed a cockroach with Wario Land 3. Um, oh yeah, and also, if you would like to go to patreon.com slash fire, you get a new perk starting next month. You get a new rotating game segment. Game is in like game show segment, not as in like video game segment, but game show segment every single month. Uh, and it is exclusive to you for a month. So starting in April, we will be recording a Jeopardy-like game, which we have decided as a group. Can I announce this? It's going to blow yeah. your minds. Raph Birdie. Responding fire. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's coming in April. We are going to have a special guest who is unnamed right now. Although I will tell you, our first draft pick said yes. So, uh, yes, our, our guest will be available for that sometime in April. We'll be looking for that as a patreon.com slash responding fire member and uh, look forward to more announcements for Patreon goodies coming soon. That's it, everyone. Alex, thank you. Two things. Thank you for being on the show again today. Raf, regular Alex. Uh, what do they call you at the beginning? Mod. Mod, mod topsy. topsy. I was like, "What is? What are the yeah, mod topsy. joke at the beginning? I can't remember what it was. I, oh, I can't topsy. remember the beginning yeah, of this mod. podcast at all. These podcasts, yeah. they're like the neuralizer from the Men in Black series, just completely <laughs> blinked out of my brain. That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Alex, for for joining us, and then also thank you for putting in the work and the money and to buy that collection of eShop stuff before it all died and show it to us today. Thank if people you. want to continue uh, following your shenanigans, how do they do that? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Dope. Adam, it's been a while since we've plugged anything else you do outside of this podcast. What do you do and where do people find you? Oh, Tuesdays on twitch.tv slash Misfit Rolls. You can watch us play D&D live and listen to Isle of Misfit Rolls on podcast services. Um, and we play D&D and we're the bad guys. Um, oh, I'm just really the bad guy. Everyone else is like, oh, we're trying to be good. I'm like, fuck that. Kill this random person. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's a fun D&D podcast to do. And also, hey, everyone, go see John Wick 4. Just do it. Oh, yeah. For the whole family. Oh, yeah. Dope fun movie. The most video game ass movie I've ever seen in my life. Fucking phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that Hotline Miami shot, too, was super cool. Oh, my God. 
Didn't get yeah. me started. Yet. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So <laughs> uh, yeah, go see John Wick 4. It's awesome. If you see it in Dolby, the whole theater ripples with his punches at the very beginning of the movie. Bro, the beginning of the movie, oh I God. almost went deaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, literally everything's shaking. You can hear the ripple. Boom. I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah, great, great film. Um, that's it, everyone. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. They'll say, Autopsy at my autopsy. autopsy.